Welcome to the Cinemondo Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies. Horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, sometimes mainstream, always interesting. Hello. You guys been watching television? God, what, that's all I've been doing. That's all. <laughs> I try to watch as much as I can. I still can't keep up. There's just too much. I can't. So much. I can't. You know those two, you have, a, at least I have on my notes on my, on my iPhone, I have to-do lists, you know, things. Oh, yeah. I have my video. Watch what I watch on TV is like it's daunting. I have my maybe you guys can help me with this. I have a shows to watch. I have my running list. I'll show you what my list is. The Boys, which I've already seen and loved. Yeah, but my Great. husband has not seen it, so okay. I'm trying to convince him. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, which I started to. These are all things I started. To yeah, watch. I have to yeah. remember to go back to them. Right, which I loved. Fleabag, which I've already watched. I want to watch it again with Chad. Great show. Castle Rock. Need to finish that, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Man in the High Castle. Still mm-hmm. working on that. That's a little know, like yeah. homework for me. Man in the High Castle. It's a little grim, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but so well done. And Rufus yeah. is. I've got to get back to that too. Fucking great. This is the last season too. Um, Righteous Gemstones because Justin Wellborn on our show suggested talk about how good Walton Goggins is in it. So I have to watch it because I love him. I have Pole Dark, which someone recommended. I don't yeah. know why. I don't even I know what that is. I keep hearing about that. I have something C R O, which I did not finish typing, and I'm trying to figure out what is C R O. The crown. Crown. Oh, thank <laughs> you, God. Okay, and then I keep hearing about that too. Succession. Well, the crown this season's gonna be very different because it's gonna be before. Oh, okay. like they're younger, so different actors. Right. But I did love the crown, which I did not think I was gonna love. I haven't seen that, but there's that's one I want to see. It's literally there's yeah. so many shows that are so supposed to be many. really good. It's like exactly the opposite. What of does when your, your list options say? Options were Super Train and uh, right. you know Ten Speed and Brown <laughs> Shoe and shit like that. That's BJ and the Bear, <laughs> Gilligan's Island, always on. You know, yeah, Highway oh boy, to we're Heaven. So old. Oh, <laughs> how much time did we give to Gilligan's Island? Yeah, I mean, so much. I over watched and each. Over. I, I watched each episode like twelve times. Easily. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was the only thing on after school. Right, right. That and Dark Shadows, but then it was on way after Dark Shadows. But like, there's just so many shows. The Mandalorian, you didn't mention that. The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, we are watching that. And his Dark Materials is actually, we watched the first episode of that, and I think we're going to keep going on that one. We know I love that guy because I loved um, his books. I listened to the audiobooks, which are really good audiobooks because they actually have casting for all the voices. So you don't just hear one person and a man doing the women's voices. You have different actors oh. doing the voices when they say so-and-so says, and then they'll have an actor say it. It's pretty cool. So oh. it's really well produced. So it's like a radio music. show, but they yeah. say so-and-so says, and yes. then the person says it. Really well done. Who's, so, who's the guy behind that? I mean, who, who are you talking about? What's his name? Bill, what is his name? And he actually narrates it. What is his name? Oh, right. so the author. Um, author narrates it, and he has it, a beautiful voice, beautiful British voice. Pullman. It's a, is it Philip Pullman? I think so. No, yeah. that is that right? It's not Bill Pullman. It's uh, <laughs> not Philip Nutman. Not. <laughs> well, anyway, that's on HBO, right? Yes, that's a new HBO show. I think yeah, it's HBO, and I I liked I actually liked um, the movie. Yeah, um, I did too. Golden Compass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I gotta thought see that, that was good, but um, yeah, it's good. You know, I like it because he's a he's a full fledged you know atheist. He's targeting you know some organized religion in a way in a very i mean you can enjoy it without knowing that but right. i like that that's sort of part of the corruption of mm-hmm. the fantasy world that he's he's created which is beautiful philip pullman pullman philip pullman 
so, great voice. So the audiobooks I highly recommend on top of whatever the HBO. Let's see, that's another one to the list. I mean, literally, there's like 20, 25 shows. Do you have your list handy? I, you know, I actually erased it, believe it or not. What? Like, I, you know, if I have it at home. Like, I actually wrote it down. So when what? I watch you, a show, you, a paper? I, yeah, a piece of paper. Dude, even that's small, so easy. even I like to watch even shows that are like Fleabag is a great one because uh-huh. like six episodes or half hour each, you feel like you can get through it quickly, yeah. you know. And there's other ones like that Paul Rudd one, which I watched really quickly. I, the, I tried to watch. Is that what was that called? Living has a with double. My, living with myself. I watched that. It was okay. I tried. It, you didn't like it. I don't know. It, it, it seemed like it was sort of ugly. It mm-hmm. wasn't shot in an appealing way. And I, <clears throat> I love Paul Rudd. Love, love. Um, but I, I felt like a, I don't know. Maybe I, I, is it I, worth I hear finishing? what you're saying. It's okay, you know. Okay. I, I wouldn't give it a, a a bad mark, but I like Paul Rudd too, so I, I too. watched it. I watch. I'm watching the Kaminsky Method, another quickie, oh, which right. is which let me is write fun. that down. <laughs> but you is, know, I have a I have that criteria. We've talked about it before. The rule, you know, if it doesn't pull me in really quickly, I've got other things to do. You know, what's really quickly for you? <laughs> yeah. You watch an How episode? Many episodes? First episode. Quick. See, I feel like if that were true for me, I would not have ever watched Breaking Bad because when I watched Breaking, Breaking Bad. The first episode, I thought it was, eh, I go, it's a bit much. There's cancer, and oh. it's like it's all this depressing, you know, and you know him having money problems and the drug. Right. I would not have finished <laughs> it. I did not love the first episode of Breaking Bad. When huh. I saw it. And it was the same with Mad Men. I watched Mad Men, was like, oh, this is too much. And now yeah. I, those are two of my favorite shows. I think now since these are more like long movies, yeah, that you, I try to give it two episodes, and if I'm not two to three, if I'm not. For me, it's two. For Burke, it's one. For you, it's three. <laughs> Maybe no, it's three. three. Maybe <laughs> everyone I should move it should up be to three. three. I do it to two, and I go, okay, I'm into it. Like I, the first Watchmen, I'm like, okay, I think it's okay, but yeah. there's something about it that's sort of annoying me a little bit. But yeah. I'm gonna watch it again because I'm kind of comparing it to the movie. It's a different thing. For me, it was just a, so violent. It was like just violence. The yeah. first episode of Watchmen. Right. But I keep hearing it's like, nope, just keep watching it. It gets better. It, yeah, I think it's like also you know another sort of alternate universe thing, which is like, do I want to go? into another alternate universe. Right. I mean, like it's exciting and interesting, but it's, you a have to learn all the rules. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a little bit of a struggle, but I'll give it another. It's a good, you know, it's well made. I've only but. seen one episode so far. I do want to watch more. I do love the diversity. I love the whole, you know, it's funny when you see a cast, especially a show, cause it is about racial, this whole racial new, yeah. new right. universe or whatever. And right. when you see a cast that has predominantly African-American people in it, it's, it's different. Like you, you don't realize how they're left out of so much, right. yeah. so much entertainment. And so when yeah. you see that, you're like, it feels so much richer. Right. And there's a lot of that happening now in Man in the High Castle. Yeah. They have this whole you know side plot of that that just come to the forefront. It just feels so much deeper. So I wish that people would think about that when they're casting. <laughs> you yeah. see a bunch well, of white people, you're like, oh, okay. But we need to hurry things along so that we get to the point where that's not unusual. Yeah. It's not like anything to even mention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a part of entertainment. You know. Yeah. But you have all these TV shows. Then they start dropping these first run films, yeah. right? You know, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, I've got to watch this. Like, By I a still major haven't. Filmmakers. Like, I still haven't seen Roma, believe it or not. I, yeah, no. You know, but I mean that the, the, the Alfonso Cuarón film that was yeah. you know nominated oh, for all yeah. the Academy. You know, I just it's like I don't know if I want to watch that at home. But I mean, it's no probably, one dies. It there's no murder. <laughs> Why am I going to watch this? There's nobody eating anybody. <laughs> there's no cannibals. <laughs> There's no reason to watch this movie. There's a cannibal. In, no, wait. I'm thinking of a different. <laughs> yeah. thing. But then, of course, you know, there's well, 
there's Disney Plus. Now you have a new streaming service right. that has a whole bunch of things. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you know it's the, every Marvel thing is on there. So Even though I have it. to say, I might just turn it off after we watch Mandalorian. I don't. There's not a lot of other <laughs> Disney stuff. I well, we, see I got uh, I got a free for a year. You know, because of oh. Verizon, you get a free for oh. a year. So <laughs> it's like, oh, watch it. And I mean, of course, it's only what four ninety nine or something. It's, it's something like that. So, it's cheap. Pretty cheap. Yeah. But uh, you know, and my daughter is just watching every single thing on there. Like they have a yeah. new lady. Oh, if you have kids, it's a must. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. If you have kids, definitely you should keep Disney. So Plus Star Wars, sure. Marvel, Pixar, Frozen, forever Disney. and ever, Frozen, over and over. <laughs> exactly. But I feel like if it's the price of a snack, it's maybe worth it, you know. But see, that snack adds up. Yeah. Like I have Netflix, I have Hulu, yeah. I have Shutter. Shutter is probably the only thing I watch the most. And mm-hmm. then if I'm adding on Disney Plus, <laughs> there's Star Wars. Amaz- Amazon Prime is. Oh, and you know, HBO, some... HBO, go. Yeah. And you're starting to get up the price up to where it was back when we all had cable. I still have cable oh, on top of everything no. else. We got rid of cable. We did too. No, but I you know what? It. Um, we tried uh, for a month. They gave us Hulu. You know, get the like kind yeah. of a basic cable, like forty or fifty channel mm-hmm. and something like that for like fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. We did it for a month, and I realized, yeah, I don't need to watch. I mean, it's a lot of sports. Yeah. It's a lot of news stuff. It's a lot of things I'm not going to really watch. Yeah. I don't miss it. You know yeah. what? You can find you if you want to watch news, go to YouTube. Yeah. Well, I think about the only thing. Thing I watch on live TV is pretty much the Daily Show. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like I would miss seeing that because when you see that a day later, it feels old. Right. But um, John Oliver's good for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I can always watch that. I mean, we have you know it's the super basic, but we just added HBO to it. Mm-hmm. But still, that that shit adds up. No, you're probably I mean, up there close to like eighty, ninety bucks Most a month are, and stuff. It's actually direct TV, so we'll probably. But the reality is, there's just so much to watch that it's oh always. If you, it's versus that, at least in LA, or going out to see two movies a month right. with your significant other or by mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. you're almost at the same amount of money. That's true. So you yeah. put that on top of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to go see The Irishman, say, yeah. you pay to go see that at a movie theater, like two people, tickets, Arclight. 40 bucks. Yeah. For, 40 to 50 bucks just for tickets. Plus the stress of finding a parking space. And then parking in LA. Right. Oh, yeah. right. And so, then, you know, how much is Netflix a month? Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's twelve like, ninety nine. And how like comfortable when, is my living room? With my dogs. <laughs> yeah. There are the purists that say you got to see those big, especially a movie like The Irishman on a big screen. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But for me... Nobody else has to be in the theater, or no. people like-minded who just leave the crinkly yeah. wrappers outside, <laughs> the corn dogs or, or and the nachos. No chit-chatting. I, when the soon as the lights Looking go down, at the fucking nobody phones. talks. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, when there's an earthquake, right? You go. Hmm. You give lowered tones. You, you know? indoor <laughs> voice. Remember when we saw Midsummer and there was an earthquake? Yeah. And we were in the theater. We all saw it. That was still the quietest audience I've ever yeah. seen. They sort of it filed out quiet. It was respectful. Yeah. Like, they were quiet during the movie, even though it was this horror film. You know, film. Yeah. They yeah. were quiet during the earthquake. People kind of looked nervous and got up and left. They're like, come on, chit chat. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have said shut up when that person got the earthquake. So I'm trying to watch the movie. Yeah. They turned the line on. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, so that's my problem with movies mm-hmm. forever. And it's just gotten worse, sadly. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of The Irishman, we've all seen it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the poster and the trailer. We should play the trailer. Okay, should we just Let's go ahead and play the trailer first, and then we'll maybe talk about it? Let's do it. Play the trailer for the Irishman. Roll that trailer. Frank Sheeran. I saying that right? Yeah, you said it right. Uh, under the contract, management can only fire a driver on very specific charges. So, you have a show up late. No. Do you have any moving violations? No. Do you drink on the job? No. You ever hit anybody? On a job? Yeah. I don't think so. All right, then. We don't have nothing to worry about. Well, now I'm 
want you to meet my cousin, Russell Buffalino. How are you? Hi, nice to meet you. It was like the army. You followed orders. You did the right thing. You got rewarded. A friend of ours is having a little trouble. Friend at the top. Back then, there was nobody in this country who didn't know who Jimmy Hoffa was. Charge a guy with a gun. With a knife, you run away. So you charge with a gun, with a knife, you run. Hiya, Frank. Would you like to be a part of history? Yes, I would. Big business and the government are working together, trying to pull us apart. Something's got to be done. What else you say? Now's not the time to not say. I'm a natural lover. We're going at war with these people. War. Things have gotten out of hand with our friend. You gotta sit down, everybody says so. No, I'm not sitting down, I can't do it! It's what it is. What it is. I know things they don't know I know. It's gonna happen. Either way, he's going. You know, I don't, uh, I don't care whether you did it or not. That makes no difference to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm here to defend you, right? Right. What do you want to know? You want to know if I did it or not? No. <laughs> yeah, that's a long trailer, huh? That's, I, I could keep watching it. And I did because I watched the whole movie. It was three hours. So yeah. the trailer should be long. Yeah. It's a three and a half hour movie. And yet every minute is is warranted. Like yes. It's not a wasted minute to me. And it's know. it's big for me when I can sit in my comfy living room on you know like a Friday night after working all week. Was it all week? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then be able to stay awake, drinking wine and sitting by the fire and watching it. Usually I'm asleep in like 20 minutes. Yeah. I stayed up for this whole movie. Yeah. yeah. That's something. Well, yeah. it's De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, Scorsese, a great supporting yeah. cast. I mean, come on. You know. And that's what they, you know, when you look at the poster, the poster is basically those three. We have the main actors, Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino. They're in the poster. None of them are looking at us. Right. Which, in a way, kind of reflects the movie because it, it, it sort of, it felt like to me like De Niro was kind of a little bit on the outside. So yeah. I feel like by looking at the poster, you feel like you're on the outside a little bit because no one's making any eye contact. Um, and they just have kind of a um, blurry kind of city background, which is, you know, I guess they're insinuating since it's not New York. Right. It's like that right. sort of, the place is sort of, it's sort of like the low budget mafia. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think the, you know, they have a couple posters. One is like a little more actiony. There's a um, poster of like, you know, De Niro with a gun. And then there's a, a black and white poster. It's kind of a montage of some silhouetted heads. It's very artsy and old school looking. Um, they're they're definitely pushing the kind of pedigree idea. This they're not doing anything really radical with the art. They just have big names. Just say Scorsese, Irishman, De Niro, Pesci, yeah. Pacino. Honestly, you don't even need art at that point. It could just right. be a big black poster with that type on it, and I'm watching it. Yeah, um, a Scorsese gangster movie, folks. Right. You're gonna love it. Who's <laughs> not gonna watch that? But very mature <laughs> sort of poster. I felt, I felt like you know, the yeah, elder statesmen mm-hmm. of uh, you know that are. Older yes. mafia people as characters, but older actors that we all know and uh, yeah. respect. And it's, a, it's in some ways, you know, it's, it's got a bit of, you know, 
talking about the special effects and stuff, one of the things I hear people talking about is that this sort of de-aging process that right. they did on the actors mm-hmm. to show them years before when they were younger and they instead of using makeup, they were doing it sort of digitally. And I think it was pretty well done in this. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was g- glaring or... The only thing you could kind of tell a little bit was when they moved around. You could tell this is kind of the way an older guy walks, you know. But to me, it's a suspension of disbelief that I think Martin Scorsese movies have a little bit sometimes. He's an old-fashioned director. He shoots on film, and I guess he had to have his digital effects done by transferring to digital and then perhaps back to film. I don't know how he did it, but he's he's a purist, and I think a lot of his techniques are kind of pure in a in a way he's his um he still does those great dolly shots into people and he is still uses Thelma Schoonmaker as his incredible editor and it's it's got a feel to it of of um a substantial filmmaker put this together like we were talking about before the um the things that he chooses to show us in the process of the story is just genius, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the characters, the way the the two wives have to stop and smoke cigarettes on the road trip, and the fact the way it's framed by that road trip, mm-hmm. which is a pretty monumental road trip, and the story is framed by that. You know, maybe we a, should go into the story, so some of this will have context. Because you're right that the context of like we start the movie's based set in the fifties. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it starts there and it goes up until the, the 70s and actually probably right. later until uh, Frank Sheehan, who is uh, you know, De Niro's character, mm-hmm. who is an Ir- the Irishman, yeah. the title character. And he is a guy that um, is hired by Joe Pesci's character, Russell uh, Buffalino. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, through that gets to meet Jimmy Hoffa, who's play Al Pacino plays him, and becomes kind of sort of his right hand man, his sort of guy Friday, like you know, is with him all the time and helping him. And and the story is about him sort of being in between this incredible sort of you know Hoffa, who is the head of the Teamsters and politics and the mob and his family life, and trying to somehow navigate that. And this, what I got was the stress that he has every day. Like, you know, when somebody comes up to me, you got to tell Jimmy to do this or do right. that. And he's got to go to Jimmy, and Jimmy, you know, he's this, this character that does not want to hear from anybody. You know, he, he's very strong. And being in between there, that's the crux of the movie. He's in that position of like, oh, my God, the stress of what, how do I do this? You know, I, and... Um, and just the crime aspect of it, too, and having a normal family, you know, and... His the looks on his faces on the looks uh, on his daughter's faces when he comes home and they see something on the news and they're kind of like you did that didn't you they they know what their dad does right and he knows they know but one of the things I was gonna say before about the special effects is that some of the, the only complaints I've heard about this movie seem to be from people who were complaining about that or complaining that Al Pacino didn't look enough like Jimmy Hoffa. And I, oh, and come on. Here's the thing that troubles me lately. When I see people saying, oh, you know who would be perfect to play so-and-so? And they name an actor who looks exactly like so-and-so. Right. It's like, it's not about the way the person looks. It's the acting, the skill, the, per- the way the person portrays the character. It's like, if, if I happen to look like Elton John, for instance... I would not be the best choice to you play do look Elton, a John. Like Elton John. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. sometimes like 
people are complaining. It's like, yeah. oh, Al Pacino doesn't look anything like Jimmy Hoffa. And it's also, like, do these people really know what Jimmy Hoffa looks like? Yeah. Seriously, nobody. I mean, come on. I mean, his thing was he had that crew cut, that, that, yeah. that sort of you know cut yeah. haircut. And a real square face. Square face. And Pacino's and got sort of a longer face. Yeah, you nobody know. cares what Jimmy Hoffa looks I like. I know. I mean, in the context of the story, you, you once you see Al Pacino and you're like, this is Jimmy Hoffa. I'm like, okay, I, I'll buy that for the next three hours. You know, the only, I mean, when the movie opened, we start with De Niro, who who was aged up, which is, there's so much aging going on. Different you just have ages, to let it flow, yeah. um, sort of being the narrator. And so yeah. he's narrating from a retirement home. Right. Um, then they cut to as far back as we go, which is the fifties when De Niro was younger and he was, he was selling meat on the side that he was right. supposed to be delivering to other restaurants. <laughs> right. Hilarious. Yeah. Except for the chicken scene, which I didn't come on. Scorsese really <laughs> did not need that. We get it. You sell chicken. Okay. Um, anyway, it's, it's a rough that's world. the only time that the digital stuff I was, and because I think it was right off the bat, I was kind of like, okay, hold on. This looks exactly like a video game that I've been playing. <laughs> and they looked so like there, there's a, there's just sort of this coolness to them. Like they don't feel fully fleshed. I mean, I, I was watching uh. it going, huh, I get it. I get that this is, you know, and I'm just going to go with it because it's Scorsese and is it any more dist- less distracting to see another actor play the other people? Right. So I was letting it slide, but at the same time I was watching going, hmm, I kept seeing that. Like every time they do an angle, I'm like seeing an animate because the video game cutscenes, animation are incredible now. Yeah. I mean, it was on that level, I thought. I mean, in a good way, Yeah. but it was still distracting. I didn't, it wasn't really. But when I was just like, you know what? Forget that stuff. Just yeah. it doesn't matter. So when you just sort of just let it go and you get what and just pay attention to the characters and the messaging and everything else, it doesn't matter. Whether it's you know like uh, digitized, you know, or actually you know prosthetics. I mean, that's filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. it's just a different type of filmmaking. It's fake people. We get and it. it's going to continue. It's not going. To, people aren't going to go to prosthetics all the time. If there's a way of doing it digitally that makes sense, and if they keep getting better at that, you might it might look less and less like a video game and more like. You know, a real person. It will. I, it did. Yeah. yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, I saw it. And I was, okay, I mean, I, I read. It's, uh, I'm not going to let that yeah. one little aspect, you know, sort of, you know, all of a sudden not like the movie. It's insanity. I knew know? it was happening. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of yeah. like when you watch. I mean, some of my favorite movies are Ray Harryhausen films, and whenever the monster is going to show up, you could see this change in the grain, <laughs> exactly, because you knew there was a composite and. Yeah. And then this, the monster comes out, and you could tell there's something different from him than the people, and you could see a little bit of weirdness in the eye lines and the movement. You could tell that the stop motion movement was different than the human movement, no no motion blur and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's so but, sophisticated now. Yeah. The uncanny valley is a real thing. But I yeah. c- if you get into the to the fantasy of a right. film world, you and you, the story and the characters are compelling mm-hmm. enough, I was okay with the. I was okay Irish with it. Me too. And, and really, it doesn't really come into play that much after that. I mean, then I feel like it was makeup and just just barely there. Like that was the most extreme because they were so much younger. Yeah. Well, the chron- chronology of the film—it's back and forth, this yeah. and that—and you follow it. That was another yeah. thing. Like I could follow this film. I could yeah. follow the drama of it. So you get into that fairly quickly. The first five ten minutes of the movie, you're just sort of like. Okay, what's the movie? Yeah. And once you get into the story, I completely forget about that stuff. And these guys can act through anything. I mean, if yeah. they, I would have, you know, they they could probably have done this movie with paper bags over their heads, and it would have been just as amazing. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That'd these be funny guys, to do yeah. a short film <laughs> with paper bags. Let's try that. But you know what? It. Not not literally paper bags, but any kind of thing that distorts your appearance. It makes it a little bit more difficult to act through that, you know. Like if an actor has to wear prosthetics or something. Mm-hmm. Like I always think of Max von Sydow in The Exorcist, and 
he was actually a young man in that movie, which a lot of people don't realize. They think he's a real old man, and part of it, you know, a lot of it was his acting. It wasn't the makeup; it was the acting. He acted like an old man. Yeah. And in this one, they, you, you know, you have to suspend it a little bit because these guys are are older people being made to look younger, which is a lot more difficult than younger people being made to look older. It's also three, you know, three. I will say three legendary actors, yeah. and you're just like, okay, I'm watching De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci, and I'm watching yeah. a Scorsese picture. So that's, immediately people start thinking, well, this is not like Goodfellas, and right. that, that's what that they was go the other to. complaint. It's like, I'm glad it's not like Goodfellas. Yeah. It's, it's twenty or whatever, thirty years later. Yeah, it's an older. It's it's looking at the mob differently. It's not that frenetic, intense sort of like coked up movie. It's right. much slower as. They're aging, and it's much more contemplative, I think. Well, that's what I like, too, because really it almost could be, in a way, kind of almost a sequel to Goodfellas in a way, because when Scorsese made Goodfellas, it was all about the cool factor of the Goodfellas, and everything's cool, and his come down was basically the drug thing, which was still exciting and crazy, and you know, just made crime seem really exciting. Then you know we have the Sopranos, which kind of brought all the mob stuff down to a, like a smaller level. You have the New Jersey mob, and he was a you know the trash, you know the whole union trash thing, and and he was then it seemed a little less glamorous. Right. Yeah. Now we have I love where he took this is because I guess they're in Pennsylvania. It's like a Philly. Pennsylvania yeah, mob, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. So they're kind of like the low budget mob, you know, unions, which was fascinating to see that. But they they took the excitement part out of the mob and it became just like dealings and rumors and like so-and-so said this and then he did this he did and no one really bothered to find out for sure if it ever happened and people got killed over this shit yeah so i like well in the movie in the middle of this movie where everyone's older and kind of dialing it down we have the the actor come in sebastian i, I can't even say maniscalso it. yes Who's yeah. the comedian? Who's hilarious? Yes, he's I mean, very funny. Look yeah. for his stand-up because it's great. So he plays this sort of almost old-school kind of Goodfellas mom. Gallo, super yeah. Gallo, super flamboyant. He's wearing all the chains. He looks really cool, and he's super attitude. He doesn't laugh <laughs> because you can't. It's almost like they didn't want the flashy people there anymore. They want the low-key adults right. who are doing all the mom. And he's stuff. sort of like the code is important and right. doing the right thing. And you know, and that was Joe Pesci's character was very much you know. Sort of like we're we're doing this a certain way. You do right. this for me. I do this for you. I'm doing this as a favor for somebody else. And doesn't There's really some people say... who think this. Yeah. I love how everything was kind of suggestion, yeah. but it wasn't a suggestion. Yeah. He was very polite. Like, a lot There's of people, people are that... saying. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. I love the idea that everything was just a little bit removed. I mean, even De Niro, like there were all everything was these quiet moments mm-hmm. instead of like Goodfellas. Everything is big, loud moments. This was more like. The, the hardcore stuff happened in these little quiet suggestions, right. which I thought was so interesting. In the toned down um, mm-hmm. code, yeah, like I hear you paint houses, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, a few other things in there. <laughs> but there's just great, uh, and but don't let the the fact that it's a little slower or more contemplative yeah. let it dissuade you from watching. It is incredibly fast moving as a film and very interesting. And um, you know Ray Romano, who's really got yeah. this great sort right? of like. Post sitcom so uh, career <laughs> where he's always good now and yeah. stuff. It's really interesting. Well, it's and funny he, that the Scorsese cast two comedians in this as some some kind of major characters. Yeah, you know? yeah. and and because he gets that comedians have the sort of dark side that plays really well in these things. Because you yeah. have to be likable, but then you have to have that edge, which these guys did. Yeah, well, that's the thing too with characterizations in movies. It's like you can a lot of times filmmakers 
sort of fail with their characterizations when they just have somebody is a bad guy and he's just a bad guy from the beginning all the way through, but or or a, or a certain type of person all the way through. But real people have a lot of different sides. They have a different moods. They're they're funny. They're they have a sense of humor, and that's what we were mentioning earlier with uh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa character when he's joking around about everybody being named Tony. You know, there was this joke, <laughs> and it's funny, and you realize. Okay, he's got a sense of humor, and you can understand why people like him, why people want to hang out with him, and why they trust him. And his charisma, you know, that's the other thing. When you're playing, when you cast in a bio picture, when you cast someone who was known for their charisma, the actor playing them has to have charisma. Like, I always remember that movie. I always go back to this movie. There was a bio movie about James Brown. And James Brown was one of the, in real life, James Brown was one of those guys you know lit up a room. When he walked in, it was it became James Brown land, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but when you get an actor to play him who you're casting just because he looks like James Brown or can maybe sing and dance like James Brown, but doesn't have the charisma, doesn't work. Yeah. But Al Pacino has got tons of charisma, and apparently Jimmy Hoffa did too, so when you see him, you're like, I totally believe and I understand why people loved this guy and yeah. followed him and trusted him and and would cheer for him, you know? And plus it was, you know, he keeps saying it's his union, the yeah. Teamsters, and that was just like such a powerful thing that he grew that, you know, little trucking yeah. thing into this giant, you know, a major force in politics yeah. and in right. commerce. So there's all that backlog. And there's just, a, but the movie is made up of a lot of little moments. Yeah. And some, so yeah, a couple of big moments, of course, but uh, the the little moments are really the ones that are really and in a, in a period piece too. I always look at like, okay, are they getting it right with the cars mm-hmm. or with the restaurants or just the vibe of it? And the to me, it's one hundred percent on. Like, yeah. it's really good. You know, like Howard Johnson's look like a Howard Johnson's. Yeah, thing, exactly. You know, so. and the uh, the other thing is that about this film. We were we kind of touched on this before. That is a. It is an older person's film. You know, this, there's a lot of older guys in this film. And, uh, and you know, being a Martin Scorsese movie it's, uh, movie, it's the boys, you know, the boys club kind of thing. He doesn't, he doesn't really make a lot of movies about women, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the women in this are interesting too, there but there's it? not oh, yeah. very many of them. There's they just don't it. play a huge part. Well, they don't, you know? they don't have like, uh, you know... Um, Sheehan's she, daughter, uh, you know, as an adult, is played by Anna Paquin. Yeah. And she has like one line. Yeah. Like, oh, why? Like, and then yeah. Jesse Plemons has, uh, plays Hoffa's, big actors. Hoffa's uh, son, yeah. has maybe th- maybe half a dozen lines. Yeah. It was like, in, uh, are they ever going to speak? I was a little you know? disappointed because I feel like these are both really good actors. And I was a little disappointed they didn't give them more to do. I mean, right. they're basically just sort of these, they could have literally been acted by anyone. Yeah. They were just these side characters that didn't really have any real pertinence to the basic well, I wonder if there was cutting room stuff. Maybe, maybe there was been, a yeah. longer film, but you know. But it was interesting, and there's a, more than just that. Like little bits, like Stephen Van Zandt plays Jerry Vale. Yeah. You know, in a little bit. There's a lot of, and little, even Harvey Keitel in this. I mean, yeah, barely, the amazing, great Harvey Keitel. And he looked really cool. Too. He his sits in a booth, basically, basically yeah. in a restaurant, and yeah. looks at people with his sunglasses. And he was awesome. And he was like <laughs> yeah, a major. Was. Wasn't it like he was a major uh, one big, of the, one of the big dons, yeah. right? Like Angelo yeah. Bruno or something. Yeah. But 
Harvey, someone like Harvey Keitel can sit in a booth and look at look at someone, and you're you're you know you're chill. That scene is great. Like when they yeah. sit down, when he sit, he's uh, De Niro's character sits down with Pesci's character and um, and Harvey Keitel's character, and they're just discussing something that De Niro's character might have done. Yeah, but there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of talk. There's yeah. just a lot of looking. Yeah. And it's just very, it's just chilling and intense and good, you know. Yeah. That's the that's the the love of the film. Is yeah. That stuff. It was that actor who was in like the station agent. He was the one that was the original. Oh, guy Stephen Graham played pro. Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Who, he was very cool in that. Really? Yeah. Have we seen so, him before? I mean, how does I don't know what he's been in, but he totally held his own. Like he almost stole the movie from these actors. Yeah. Because he was so obnoxious. He was like the. He was like the old, the young flashy, kind of like right. that other, you know, yeah. the one that Sebastian played. Yeah. He was kind of like that, where he's kind of the tacky, you know, casual. Like, they were making fun of how he dressed, because he never dressed in a suit for these meetings. Yeah. They, all, they all had these very strict rules, but you go, wear a tie when you come to these mob yeah, who meetings. who wears You're shorts like, to a meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was like this punk-ass kid. Who was in the well, you got to beat up Al Pacino in a prison... He kind of had a P- Jeremy Piven vibe yeah. to him a little <laughs> he bit. He did. You know, had that sort of He was look. great. Yeah, he was really good. And I, I agree, yeah, it's kind of a breakout. I've seen him before, and I can't remember what what, what was in. But, um, yeah, he was great. I think there was there's not a dud bit of acting at all. No. Not the no, whole thing. Like, so everything is so good. It's so well shot. that the, the early oh, yeah. The dolly shot, you know, in the beginning scene where, you know, through yes. the, uh, uh, the nursing home is great. And there's also another one where later in the film where, we follow the nurse out when uh, he just she just did his blood pressure, and we follow him mm-hmm. out to the station, and then turns around. All of a sudden, it's much later. It comes back to those flowers. Mm-hmm. It comes back to the flowers, and then like yeah. the um, the priest is in there talking to him. It's like a so really good. interesting. Oh, that one too. Yeah. yeah, but the one where the guys go. Remember where the camera goes out into the hall and follows somebody, and then some guys come up the oh, stairs, yes. and we follow those guys to the like bar- in the barbershop. It, it yeah. goes back to the barbershop, and then just so the camera just stops on these flowers, and oh, you yeah, hear what's happening. Yeah. That's that so kind of Scorsese. Stuff. Yeah. You know? That's the exactly. shot from Goodfellas where they go into the restaurant, you right. know. And uh well, like that that movie too, this one also had a, a great scene with a a well known singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like all a lot of these Scorsese touches, you know, there's a lot of things that he does in, in his movies that I just like the brief the brief cutaways to something, like somebody just saying something and then it cuts away, you know. Just to show you just enough of a memory or a or an event that happened that you really don't need to see the whole thing. You just need to see one, you know, two seconds of it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little character. There's a scene at the end or at the Howard Johnson's and like uh, they're sitting down for breakfast and uh, Rand, uh, Randall's character, I mean uh, Pesci's character goes... Uh, Cornflakes or a total? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, total. So they have little, those mini boxes, yeah. which you remember, you know. And But he pours it out, and then, like, De Niro's character takes the rest of it and, like, crumples yes. it up and puts it back in the box, like, puts it back in place. Because all of it didn't pour out. Yeah. He was trying to pour it, and the little bag started to come out. And it was yeah. just a real a real moment. Yeah. And he stops, and he pushes it back in, and then De Niro fixes it and closes the yeah. thing. Well, it's such and, a perfect, like, symbol of De Niro's character and role in exactly. this, the whole mob thing, which was... He kind of fell into it. Mm. He just happened to be an Irishman who could speak Italian. So that kind of charmed everyone. From yeah. the war. Yeah. Right. And so he um, he always sort of was in the background, like quietly in the background taking care of stuff. Like anytime there's like a little bit of a mess or a little bit of this, or just like that, the cereal thing, he was always there to just sort of quietly put it away so no one had to think about it anymore. Yeah. That was sort of his deal. Yeah. Like if someone said, you know, something should be done about this, whatever. 
I'll take care of it. It wasn't like, go out and kill this guy. He goes, got it. Yeah. I mean, it was instantly yeah. like, got it. Yeah. And he goes, no, I don't mean do that, but could you do that? Yeah. You know, kinda, <laughs> yeah so I like that, that he, he did that for everyone. He was, and I love how De Niro was so quietly, just so, so like subtle. He wasn't like big, loud De Niro, like taxi driver. He was like the super quiet, almost like an observer in his own life, following these people around who were bigger than him, bigger than life, quietly taking care of the business in the background. And always knowing, trying to keep one step ahead. He's always very cautious, like that scene at the end where they get in the car. It's with uh, Hoffa's son, Jesse mm. Plemons. The other guy, I think his name was, I don't say Bones, but I forgot. The, the, bugs. Was it Bugs? Because yeah, yeah. of his eyes? Yeah, bu- <laughs> Bugs. And then like... Can you uh, see through those glasses? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bugs goes uh, to uh, to De Niro. You, you sit in the front seat. He goes, yeah. no, no. I'll sit in the back seat. Yeah. You sit in the front seat. Because he'd heard about that yeah, story. I'll, I'll sit in the, you know, with the, yeah, he knows yeah. what that guy did in the back seat to somebody else. And the guy says, no, I'll sit in the back seat. He's like, no, <laughs> no. I'm sitting in the front. I'm sitting in the back. <laughs> I'll deal with the fish, uh, yeah. water, whatever. It was also perfect when um, Hoffa's having the meeting where we got to have that juicy scene we want from Pacino where he's yelling and screaming about, you know, everything. And he's You're talking, out and of You're order. all a bunch of idiots. You want to <laughs> see that. And there he is. He's finally giving it to you. Yeah. And then De Niro's standing back there and he's telling all his guys what idiots they were. How could they do this? Yeah. And Daniel kind of walks out in a huff. And then Hoffa's like, why are you? So he runs after him. You know, Pacino's like, why Why are you? He goes, I don't want to stand there where you call me an idiot. He goes, I didn't even know you were there because he is literally invisible. Yeah. Like, it doesn't invisible. apply to you. He's like, I'm not talking about you, but I was standing right there. I didn't see you, which was how everyone was with De Niro. That's why he got away with it. Yeah. He was always just sort of quietly yep. in the background. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one knew what he was up to. And I also really liked um, toward the end because it's all the. The unspoken stuff, really. Absolutely. Where they're having the big party, and he's watching. He sees everyone from up on the stage where they're doing like a, a tribute to him yeah. for his union career. And he's watching certain people talking to certain people, and he's kind of putting the two things together. Yeah. Like, hmm, that's happening. Oh, that's. But you don't really know what anyone's saying till way later. Right. Pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can also talk about Anna Paquin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Scorsese. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, it was a little disappointing to see the women completely missing from this movie. And even when they were in the movie with Anne Paquin, who's pretty fierce, and she you recognize her and she she popped in the scene, she she stared like the little girl stared yeah. in the past. Like she just would look. Like she was like the observer. She's just watching. We didn't actually just have to have her watching. I mean, she had like one line. And I thought that was a little bit of a waste and a little bit like why why can't we have because I think it would have been more interesting to see because a lot of this kind of came in, you know, granted the stories about the men, but how their um, their male badge of honor and the role they were playing in all these crimes and unions, how that would affect their relationships and their women and their marriages and their kids. So they kind of hinted at it, but they, and you know, they kind of like, oh, now she won't speak to me. And that's all we know about Anna Paquin. Oh, now she doesn't speak to De Niro anymore. It's like, I, I feel like there could have been a lot more about the wife and the daughter leading to that because they were super quickie scenes that you would see that. Yeah, and later on, you know, there's that scene with him and his other daughter played by Marin Ireland who was mm. from Squeak, uh, what's that show? Uh, Sneaky Pete. Right. And uh, so there's a little bit more. She says something like, you know, you don't know what we went through. Yeah. Um, and that, But th- that was Nobody it. knows right, because they didn't show it to Exactly. Us. So there could have been a scene where it was more like like what, what's happening at home with, uh, you know, his wife and the four daughters or and but Jimmy Wahoffa's uh, wife was a little bit just a little bit more involved and there's a little bit more but not Teeny. that much yeah the scene no. of her in the car 
Yeah. With great the key. That, that was, was a such great a great scene. scene. I love that scene. And I was scared too. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. crap. Every time they show someone in a Scorsese movie getting in a car, I'm like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. Even at the end when he gets in, uh, he get, you know, uh, De Niro gets off, off that plane yeah. to, in Detroit. Yeah. And he gets in that, that, Everyone's uh, yeah. that afraid. Ford. I'm like, are you going to start that car? You know, yeah. like. Everyone's afraid to start <laughs> That's what you live car. with when you get into that life. Yeah. And then I get that as a creative choice, technically, if we're seeing it through De Niro's eyes, that's basically how I saw his family. Exactly. That's Side what I was going to say. Right. Barely there. Didn't really register. He didn't even realize the damage he was doing because we don't care. He doesn't care. I mean, yeah. I didn't care about his family. Did you care about his family? I well, so it's, it's like, like, you know. The, it's like The Godfather, one of the great images, one of the iconic images. The final shot in The Godfather was literally about that. Was yeah. You know, shutting the door on his wife. Right. It's like, this is a men. This is the men. This is what the men do. And the women. You're out there, and we close the door on you. You don't know. We don't tell you the truth. We never. We lie to you. The scene where she, where you know, in The Godfather, where Kay asks Michael, "Did you do it?" and he lies to her. You know that right. that is a brutal right. scene. Right. Well, partly it's brutal because you know one thing they did is they made Kay a full fledged character. Like yeah. You you cared about her. You understood that character. Like you got a lot of scenes with Diane Keaton. She got a lot. In a way, though. Yeah, but you. I feel like I was inside their marriage. I got there what they were doing. Like they showed a, enough that you got. In you know, part he, two, he yeah, was, was a Family Guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the reasons those scenes really worked is you did care about them, whereas I didn't really care if Anna Paquin talked to De Niro. I don't care if he had a good marriage. I didn't. I mean, he seemed like a single guy in most of the movie. Right. He was never home, which is kind which of which is a, the point. Yeah. yeah. But same time. He was married to the mob, you know. Yes, I still I mean, would like to again have seen a more like three D character, you know, some women yeah. that were because they, you know, Scorsese's done it before. He has, of course. So oh, we yeah. know he can. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, yes. it's one of the great and women even, movies, I think. Yeah. Even Goodfellas. I mean, you know, Lorraine Bracco's character. His was, her you know, character was great, and they yeah. showed a lot of stuff with her. Right. This um, was more like I think you know. It was more about the men. I got these three <laughs> major stars. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna work them. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm interested to, to, to know if there was some stuff on the cutting room floor with yeah. her character. Or oh, that's three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really want any more. Well, you know, but. yes and no. I mean, it's like almost like Once Upon a Time in America. That was, a you know, the Sergio Leone film. You know, that was, you know, a four-hour film that they added down to two and a half hours for release, and it was incomprehensible. But yeah. when they put the four hours back in, it really works. It's yeah. a great film. I'm not saying that's what this is, but... Maybe some some of those scenes were cut. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I, you know, again, um, it was about the those main those main three guys, and that yeah. was the story. That was the the focal point. And there's just great stuff. I I love you know hits you know like a hits at Italian yeah. <laughs> restaurants. They yeah. had it. You know, yeah. it's just like it, that stuff is always intense. It's and always I was good. fascinated by their version of Hoffa because yeah. that's still like. I don't didn't know much about Hoffa. I feel like I learned a lot more about his role. Did you ever see the? The one that Nicholson, it was called Hoffa. Yeah. With no. Jack Nicholson. No. I, I never saw that either. So. But I like, I like, I mean, no one's really sure, you know, right. if this, because he's is one like, guy's the story. last remaining. But the reason I think it, and we won't spoil it, but I, right. I feel like his version makes sense to me when I hear it. It yeah. doesn't yeah. sound like a big, bigger than life cinematic ending. It doesn't, 
you know, like the he's buried under. A, you know, well, that was right. always that was always the jo- yeah. joke. Like you know, he's a New Jersey Turnpike off. The concrete. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Some people were saying, and he's right there. That's yeah. the yeah. block. You know, and but, I love that idea, but it, it seems like it was probably a lot quicker and easier than that because <laughs> that seems like a really painful. Well, the thing, thing is, if this isn't the way it happened, it probably happened almost exactly yeah. like that, but with somebody else. You know, somebody else did it. You but know? it is based on a true story. Yeah. So you know, this is the you know Sharon's version. Yeah. Of or events. a story that is alleged to be true by the guy who wrote it. Right. Which we can only take his word for <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, granted he was a criminal, so yeah. we can only take his word for it for so long. And the and you know, Hoffa is not around to tell us whether it's accurate or not. But yeah. I do feel like the movie really went up a notch once Pacino came on the scene. Yeah. It, uh, it, it just exploded at that point. Well, so yeah. dynamic. He's such a dynamic actor. God, it's even when he's not being dynamic, he can't even help it. Yeah. I mean, I loved his like his his hear when he was doing the hearing in front of Bobby Kennedy. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff was great. <laughs> he was so good. He was such a jerk. <laughs> well, we think, you know, you think back about this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that his the, the the how diverse his his acting roles are. Um after we watched this, we went through a couple of other movies just to kind of get a feel for it, and we watched a little bit of Scarface, mm-hmm. and it's like, what a radically bizarre character that is. Yeah, yeah. And then you then you think about um, how how amped up and electrified he was in Dog Day Afternoon, and then you think about how stoic and regal he was in The Godfather, and then in The Irishman, he's this this loud older guy you know that's just a stubborn old you know like completely radically different from every other character and but with he, a sense of humor like that was yeah. interesting to see in a scorsese movie like some real laughs yeah like yeah. Uh, uh, you know by somebody being funny you yeah know, like making fun of whoever he's dealing with it was kind of interesting yeah like yeah. the way he would describe someone yeah but yeah we i guess we can all agree that we really love this movie Yes, it's a quiet movie. It's contemplative. It's smart. It's got a lot to say about getting older and, you know, yeah, how that too, yeah. these guys who led these kind of lives are kind of all empty at the end. Like, yeah. there's not, you know, it's like, what was this all for? Yeah. Right. And I like that because it's so quiet that when there is violence, it's very jolting. It's not glamorous or cinematic. It's always kind of this ugly, sudden, weird abruptness that's great. Yeah, um, exactly. There was one just scene. luxuriated it. Yeah. Know? What's it's, the one scene you're thinking of? Well, one the, spoiler you know, when you talk about well, no spoilers, no, not really a spoiler, but um, it's the it's the feel of something like you're talking about violence. There's a there there's violence in certain movies, even Scorsese movies that you're that you feel like you're sort of like yeah, you know, this guy deserves this thing. And then when you see when you think about the, the reality of violence, you know, yeah. it, it's ugly and it's painful and it's not good. It's not good to resort to violence. And then you see the there's a scene in there where one of his daughters has an incident in a grocery oh, store, yeah, yeah. and he yeah. goes and beats up somebody. Beats up the in, grocery store owner in yeah. the street, yeah. and his little daughter is watching. And you're and you're seeing it, and you're thinking it, a, a little part of you is like, well, the guy shouldn't have touched his, you know. And it's like kind of cool, tough gangster guy. He's going to mm-hmm. go get revenge on this. But then when you see it. You're like this poor guy that just probably tur- you know turned her around, and maybe she was being a jerk, you know. And you're he's, never sure if he really did touch her because she just kind of nodded. She didn't say. And anything. then you know, he keeps at the end. Like, he's lying on the f- on the ground and yeah. keeps stepping on his foot, crushing and just his like hands. crushing his fingers. And, and the like, daughter's oh just staring horrified. Yeah. I like, like too. The entire thing is shot from like a master shot, like far yeah. away. You yeah. see. 
the whole building. You see all three of them from far away. Right. And he goes in, and you just see it kind of happen almost like you're a bystander. Like eye well, level. Which there's made it more woman, shocking. There's a woman coming out as yeah. he's walking in, and then and the mass, she, she stops and watches this in yeah. horror yeah. like down the mm-hmm. sidewalk. It's great. It's right. like, and, you do, yeah. and then later when he talks to his other daughter, she says the thing. She's like, Dad, you, the fact that you did that made us never want to tell you anything. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Imagine. And you real and you think about it, and it's like, yeah, he ruined his. I mean, by doing something like that, he ruined any kind of honesty between him and his daughter. His daughter's never going to come tell him anything, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you say your boyfriend like was mean to you, he'd probably go kill him. Yeah, right. So <laughs> you just know, keep okay. it away from him. Like I and don't so want to ignite only, that. Yeah, he shut himself off from his family, and then his family had to protect themselves by shutting themselves off to him. Yeah. And so that was, you know, and I I like how it was all shaped by that one incident. Yeah really good and probably others you know they probably saw him dealing with other people daily i mean he's, yeah but years he's later when he's trying you know doing his little like you know run of apologies to his daughter right go remember when you did that i mean yeah. that was the first thing she brings up and it's yeah. like oh well <laughs> he's probably thinking it's a big deal no one died and yeah. you know he is probably thinking after he did that he's probably thinking well see nobody ever touched you again and she's thinking i never told you <laughs> exactly I'm never going to go into a house. If, or, if, I'm not going to say, if I see something like there's just brand new linoleum over yeah. like, Always a bad sign. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it off. Don't do it. Somebody I mean, like with a, with a box cutter on the floor. I love her. They don't even explain it. Yeah. Well, they, he walks in and he's like, uh, how you doing? Hey, Bugs. Yeah, hey, hey Bugs. Hey, hey, uh, and Bugs hey, is just on the floor yeah. cutting out the linoleum. You're like, and there's uh, the, the two guys in the kitchen sitting we, there. We know what they're going to be doing yeah. later. Yeah. You know. It was so good. Yeah. But he checks so. the back door and then he comes back in. And it's like okay, everything looks good here, and you really don't know what the plan is. Mm-mm. At that, I love that I too. I kind of had an idea when I saw oh, well, the linoleum on my. <laughs> you kind of figure it out, but it's a, it's a, it's just a great movie. It's got right. those those suspense. It's got a lot of suspense. Yeah, so that slow burn suspense. Yeah. where it's more about dread, like this quiet dread, and you know, just I I think people just have to go into it just expecting this thoughtful small moments kind of movie yeah. to really enjoy it. If you're going and expecting Goodfellas, don't. Well, it feels like this is maybe, I don't know if this is true or not, it would be Scorsese's sort of last take on on, on a mob film. God, I hope That's not. what it's they're saying. Like, I hope not. It's almost, yeah. uh, who knows? But it just I want feel, more. It feels, <laughs> like, it feels like this is sort of like the... This is the end of that whole thing for him. It just feels like this was his last statement. It's it did really make me really love De Niro, like just yeah. just oh. just because you know he's done a lot of kind of dumb stuff, like you oh know, yeah, comedies and you know, no, but yeah. when you see him like this, you're like, oh god, I love there this actor is. so there much. He is again, yeah. <laughs> and let's talk about Joe Pesci a little. Bit. Oh yeah. god, so great. <laughs> Underused. I mean, well, how great was he? Oh. In this? He was so. I strong. loved his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he was great in it too. He had and, that uh, just perfect kind of politeness, that old school, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just so. But that dignity too, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of mobster dignity thing that he does really well, and also a little bit of he's always got a bit of an edge. You, you don't you don't want to tell him to go get his shine box, you know. No. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the guy you don't want to mess with. <laughs> he was always, I mean, Goodfellas was I think his oh, yeah. ultimate where he was that you just could not tell him anything or he'd yeah. go off. Yeah. You still got that feeling even though he was a lot quieter in this yeah. that, that could happen. Yep. <laughs> so you're like, oh. Well, he had a, he had a lot of respect from everybody. He had a lot of power. Yeah. Because he probably was like that when he was younger right. or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, well, it's a great film. You can it, great you, acting. You know, Absolutely a must watch. Yeah. And it's kind of back, you know, we were talking about the gangster thing with Scorsese. There's so many movies which I like, but I'm like, I don't know. He's, you know, when he does things like The Aviator or, which is a fine movie, but 
to me, it's like this. It's Wolf like, of okay. Wall Street. Or yeah. Hugo I did really like, like that, though. That felt like Goodfellas of Wall Street. Yeah, I have to see it again, I guess. It was, it was funny just, and loud. and He goofy. was out of his element. When you watch mm. The Irishman, you're like, okay, this is his element. He knows zone. these people. It's also a little slower. Sometimes those movies that are really fast, like The Wolf, it's all it's all over the place. I kind of lose, like, who's who's going, what's going on here? I had to lose the... So I felt that way about Goodfellas a lot. Like, it was one big, long trailer. Because it was yeah. these quick cut scenes and, and lots of action with him narrating the whole thing. Like, it felt like a big, long trailer. That's what Wolf of Wall Street seems like. Yeah, yeah. But it does seem a little below him in a way when you think about it. Like it's the material sometimes I think he's better than the material but the Irishman shows shows these he's subtle moments it. these little things that you can tell Scorsese remembers from his childhood like or or from his family and growing up and his his formative years that sort of created him as a person you see those touches in these kind of people you know it, not that he grew up in mobsters or gangsters and everything but a lot of the Italian stuff and a lot of the that era like there's a scene where um, he comes into the house where where De Niro comes into the house and he's cleaning out the ashtrays, and just the style of the set de- decoration and and that action of cleaning out the ashtrays. He's like picking up the the cigarette butts with his hands, mm-hmm. and or and, or or sorry, the uh, the whole scene with the at the, in the when they're eating that crust of bread and they're dipping yes. in their grape juice. That was like, so funny. This is like, the good grape juice. Is this juice. something that you know, people and do? Pesci's all shaky. Like seeing these old dudes yeah. in prison, like they're all like these super ancient, and yeah. they're like in wheelchairs. You're like, this is what this is where they are now. Like That's this what is it what it all they led did. to. Like this is all of that, all that yeah. posturing and all the. The puffery and the the right. illegal for what gain exactly? You know, yeah. you see that, and and it all comes down to just these little creature comforts. Yeah, you can't <laughs> escape so that. Can't escape. That's it. always going to be there, and oh. it's like the, and it really does point out that it does the sort of pointlessness of all mm-hmm. that violence mm-hmm. and you know killing people. Like what were they? I can't remember what movie it was, but somebody was saying about hitting putting a hit on someone and it's like i don't know just wait five years he's gonna die anyway you know (laughs) that whole thing it's like why all this violence you know why did kill jimmy hoffa you know yeah (laughs) yeah exactly he was making life inconvenient for a lot of these people who were taking over his union you know they were like get this guy to shut up already let's just just kill him if you can't handle it get it just get a different job move away get a different job (laughs) but part of me was saying to hoffa it's like you should just just shut up. Just for a apologize second. to that yeah. guy. You, right? You'll be yeah. fine. You I love to reason. Like, I can't yeah. apologize <laughs> to a guy in shorts. Yeah, <laughs> he's fifteen minutes late. He and should I, apologize to me. <laughs> and I love how the guy kept trying to give him a chance. Like he yeah. kept coming to these meetings, and he'd, all he'd do is come there and be insulted every yeah. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he was disrespectful no, too he because awful. he was young, you know. And he was like, Arrogant "You're an old guy. I don't have to respect you." But really, you. all he just wanted the power of saying that. Pacino apologized to him. Yeah, yeah. So good. you people, that other thing. You yeah. people, not yeah. that thing. The other thing. The that other thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> not that Tony. The other Tony. <laughs> yeah, good. It stuff. has humor, and it's got a lot of those quotes. You know how everybody yeah. quotes Goodfellas and stuff. So I, I think we're we got thumbs up, five stars, yeah. and whatever some people, else. not me, some people. <laughs> well, <there's, laughs> yeah. no, but there's a scene. There's just a lot of quotes that are great and things yeah. that make you smile. Like yeah. kind of like there's he's making salad. Pesci's character. Yeah. Makes yeah. It. This, I, this is the good. Uh, this is the good uh, Italian. Uh, you know, uh, extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, and, and it reminded me and that scene goes, of them in prison. Yeah, De Niro goes the best. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> the best. Yeah. These yeah. olives, the <laughs> certain kind of olives that he's putting <laughs> in it. Yeah, but I love that they're they're like 
loving that, like this this connection to that culture and history. It's, it's like shoving in the meatballs. Yeah, you yeah. gotta like, shove in the meatballs. You, know, and you gotta cut the, the garlic. <laughs> that with food, a razor blade. that whole food thing that always permeates yeah. through these movies is yeah. so nice because it talks about tradition yeah. and history and you I know. Love that. Family, and you get a recipe. You know, you can yeah. you follow uh, Joe Pesci's uh, recipe and make a great salad. And you say, "Oh, this salad's great." Yeah, Joe Pesci made it. Yeah, exactly. That'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know about this." But to to get to be able to watch it on Netflix at your leisure at home, you know. And didn't you say that um, just as to wrap it up, the Pesci has an album out where he sings? I heard. I actually <laughs> heard this on Howard Stern. He he played like he. He asked the Robin, who, who do you think is singing this song? It's a duet, classic sort of calypso tune. When I'm away from you, I know what to say and do. But every time you're near, my courage disappears. Uh-huh. Don't know if I'll get through being destroyed by you. While you're collected and cool, I make a fool of myself. Wow. So, yeah. So, trippy. I, I first thought it was um, Whoopi Goldberg. I thought or, it was Lady Gaga. Or. <laughs> Nina Simone. Because I heard something. it was it was an yeah. Academy Award winner. So I heard Academy Award. Lady Gaga won an Academy. I know she's won awards. <laughs> and the second guy is Adam Levine, but the first guy is Joe Pesci. Wow. Crazy. They do a duet. But I the song is cool. Yeah. I, it's a, I mean, he, I it's think he's not put, bad. He's put done a couple done a couple other albums, and he does sort of like these standards. That's and really like cool. Kind of bossa Nova kind of stuff. Wow. And his voice is interesting. Yeah. You know, it's definitely. very like, wow, okay, good Let's for go him. out on that a little bit. Well, the bit. funny thing is when you hear it, when I heard it, I thought, this is a woman. And then when you said it was Joe Pesci, Suddenly all of a sudden it became Joe Pesci. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more like you wouldn't think Adam Levine would do a duet with another guy. Right. That's the weird thing. Yeah. You're thinking immediately women. No, yeah. Woman. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you say duet, you just assume it's Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be Peebo See, Bryson. That's that and, uh, <laughs> you know, Anita Baker. That's that, that kind of stuff. thing where we just assume gender Yeah, roles. exactly. Yep. All right. Uh, anyway. All right, All Joe, right. why don't you, Joe Pesci, take us out? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's have Joe Pesci be our theme song. Should we do a little, little Joe Pesci and then sort of segue into our ending theme? Like Whatever it. works. Well, this was fun. Check okay, it out. Okay, Irishman. It's so easy to see on Netflix now. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a Martin Scorsese picture. Scorsese must be seen. Yeah. And send, bad. Send, and send us comments or questions. Cinemondopodcast.com. Hashtag Cinemondopod on Twitter. Or Cinemondopodcast on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Visit us. And, and like us. Like us. <laughs> All right. See ya. Take it easy. Cinemondo signing off. Hating the sound of rain. With you beside me, a rose would bloom.